Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. Jesus tells his disciples in John 16 verse 7 that it is to their advantage that he goes away. For if I do not go away, he said, the comforter will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. Turn your Bibles to Luke 22, and I'm going to read from verse 39 to 43, and I'm reading from the NIV version. Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. So this teaching is about the Holy Spirit, our strengthener, part five. And... Um, so the Bible lets us know um, how Jesus himself needed to be strengthened. Jesus was in severe agony during his final journey to the cross of his crucifixion. Jesus calls the agony and anguish and the pain and suffering, torture that he was going through the cup. And the cup means this is my portion and my participation to die for man's sin. Verse 43 said an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. So the angel from heaven was none other but the Holy Ghost. The same resurrection power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead um, in Romans eight eleven. This is the power of the Holy Ghost that I have been teaching about five for five weeks on. The same um, that Jesus tells his disciples again in John 16, 17, John 16, 7, that it was for their advantage that he goes away. For if I do not go, he said, the comforter will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you to be in close fellowship with you. And Jesus said in verse 42, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. And the Bible let us know an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. So Jesus himself needed strength and to be strengthened. And Jesus was in great agony during the final journey of his crucifixion on the cross. And Jesus calls the agony and anguish, the pains and the suffering, the torture that he endures and that he was going through, he calls it the cup. And um, verse 43 said, an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. And so... Um, the Holy Spirit, the strengthener, 
um, or strengthener. Um, the angel of the Lord was the power of the Holy Ghost. And he was the power of the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to just read Ephesians 1, 19 to 20 so you can understand who he was and his capability and what he, he did. Ephesians 1, 19, 20. And his incomparable great power for us who believe. The power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, and only, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And Romans 8 verse 11 reads, And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, this is the Holy Spirit Apostle Paul is talking about, um, he said, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you and I, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. So when we are low, when we are ill, when we are um, going through difficulties, challenges, hard times, we have to call upon Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. He said, if, he, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you and I, he who raised Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies. Yes, so we ask the Holy Spirit to give us life to go through this challenge. Give us life in our bodies. Give us life in our mind. Give us the wisdom so we can deal with the issues of life. He said, if, this, if, if, if he who raised Christ from the dead will, give, will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit, who live, his spirit who lives in you. So children of God, it was the same strength that he gave to the woman who was caught in adultery. In John 8, verses 3 to 11, when she was taken to be stoned to death before Jesus, Jesus strengthened her and healed her and made her whole before her accusers. Jesus said to the guys who took the woman to him to be stoned to death, let him who is without sin cast a stone. And the Bible let us know none could raise their hands not one of them and they removed themselves as he stooped down before them and began to write off their deeds then he said to the woman where art thou those thine accusers hath no man condemned thee she said no man my lord she had so much strength in her Fancy finding that strength to talk. She, she has, Jesus said, um, Where art those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, my Lord. Children of God, this is what happens when you come in contact with a strengthener. He will give you strength. 
when your burdens get greater. He will give you strength when your challenges are out of hand. He gives you strength and a mouth so you can talk. If you ask me which is the best part of her story, it has to be the reply that the woman gave to Jesus. Because um, issues, sexual issues such as these, if you study psychology or counseling, the victim is not able to talk. You know, who's, whoever has been through um, um, issues, um, uh, rape issues or sexual mat matters, they're not able to talk until a long, 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 long while. You listen to the news and you will see what I'm saying is truth. They're not able to talk because of what it did to them, because of how it left them. You know, and although this woman was guilty, um, she was only able to talk because Jesus steps in. Jesus asks the, the woman, where are thou those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, no man, Lord. This is one of the most beautiful statements. This is one of the most powerful statements that can ever be made by one who was guilty on all counts. Where are thou those thine accusers? Where is the sentence of death? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, no man, my Lord. Think about all the evil and the heinous and monstrous. Think about the atrocities and the odious and the terrible things that we have done and are guilty of. Yet when Jesus steps in, when Jesus comes on the scene, when Jesus confronts, all our accusers have to back off. Jesus told the woman's accusers, let him without sin cast the first stone. Children of God, God's desire is for us to confront our accusers in the same manner as he did. When sickness comes before you, when your past comes to throw you under the bus and to toss mud at you, when your past comes to try and sentence you, when your past comes to blame and belittle and indict and compose and write bad things about you, when your past comes to set you back and to tell you you're not going to mount out to anything and to tell you you cannot make it, then he said to the woman, where are those thine accusers? They are accusation and they are not from God. They are not from God. You need, to, you need to hear what the word is saying. Where are your accusations, accusers that takes you to the open hall? That's what Jesus was saying to them. Where are the accusers that takes you to the open hall? In the middle of the temple, at the crack of dawn, filled with people with stones in their hands to finish you off. Where are they, Jesus? Where are they that report you to the council? 
Where are are the family members that tell lies on you? Where are they that do bad things to you, children of God? Colleagues that report lies about you to your manager, tell stories on you, told the courthouse stories on you, told the authorities, phone up the authorities as anonymous and tell lies about you and allow the authorities to come down on you for no reason, only because of lies. Where are the establishment? Phone the establishment and the government departments and tell stories on you. Hath no man condemned thee? How did she answer? She said, No man, my Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Wow. Wow, it's not that she wasn't wrong, but he didn't condemn her. He didn't cause he why? Because he could see her. She she has a great future in front of her. And he was only interested in her future. And those who stood to accuse her, they were worse than her. They were worse. But what Jesus said to the poor woman that was strength to her bones. It was strength that made her whole on the inside. It was the strength that caused her to reply to Jesus. And the enemy meant what the enemy meant to kill her. The condemnation, shame, disgrace, scandal, humiliation, dishonor, and death. But Jesus turns it around to make her good and made her feel good and made her whole on the inside. And this is why I love Jesus. This is the, this is the Christian gospel. Yes, he turns it around. He turns it around. Your confusion. He turns around your sorrow. And he and, 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 and made and he made her feel good. Not only that, he healed her on the inside of her. He made her whole on the inside. Jesus did it by the power of the Holy Spirit, the strengthener. He sent the strengthener to strengthen her. The power of the Holy Spirit. He said to her, Neither do I condemn thee. Jesus is saying to you today children of God as you listen he hasn't condemned you he hasn't condemned you man might condemn you but it's not over until God says it's over did God tell you it's over no he hasn't condemned you he will never condemn you because he made provision for your condemnation and the provision it was the blood that he shed for you and he didn't shed, shed it cheap. He, did, he suffered the worst murder history could record so that you will have life and life more abundantly. So Jesus did it by the power of the Holy Ghost and he said, neither do I condemn thee. Go thy way and sin no more. Amen. That's all he cares about. Go thy way and sin no more. Let it work for you. Let the forgiveness work for you. Let the blood speak.
to your situation. You don't talk. Let the blood speak. Yes, let the blood speak on your behalf. Let the name of Jesus speak to your accusers. And so I'm going to read to you and close off with Isaiah chapter 41. And I'm going to read from verse 10 and, um, and um, close off today. So Isaiah chapter 41, and I'm reading from the New International Version. He says, I have chosen you. And have not rejected you. Yes, you I'm talking out there. You ma'am. You sir. I'm talking to. Jesus said, I have chosen you. And have not rejected you. So do not fear. For I am with you. Do not be dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. And help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. All who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. Though you, 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 you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing at all. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand. And says to you, do not fear, I will help you. So, I release all these blessings on you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Pastor Sandra, checking out now until next week. And uh, may God bless you. And remember to forward this uh, message. Share it with your friends. And um, your your loved ones, pass it. Don't hold it, share it. Because the Bible said, um, faith comes through hearing and hearing the word of God. And it is our God-given responsibility to propagate the gospel. So while you're doing this and you're not able to go to different countries, but you can share it and it goes to different countries on your behalf. So God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.